Morgen, morgen. Morgen. Morgen, Kazik. Hallo. Morgen, morgen. Ich sehe, ich habe eine Ja, 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 ja. Nice to see you. Wie geht's dir? Gut, gut. Du bist auch auf der Suche nach einem Schatz. Ich suche einen Schatz. Ein Schatz. Ja, ja. Okay, kannst du es Welcome to My Way, a podcast that shares the stories of people who are doing life their way. Listen along as we explore what works, what doesn't, and the experience that happens no matter which path we choose. I'm your host, Sunny Collins. Thanks for listening. Sunny here. Welcome to episode 34 of My Way. And it just so happens that today is International Podcasting Day. This episode is the third part of a super local but ultimately global story on the realities of recycling. After talking with Buti and going on a ride along with his recycling crew, I wanted to follow the recycling stream. And that put me in the next village, Khanadendal, where Buti has his recycling depot. Now, I'm going to provide links to any references or statistics I mention in the show notes. And if you have any questions or thoughts that come up as you listen, please drop me a message on the Podcast Cowgirl Facebook page. And if you haven't listened to episode 32 and 33, I recommend you go back and do that first. Otherwise, enjoy the show. I, along with fellow Graytonian Keith Radmore, took the five-kilometer journey to visit Booty's recycling yard near the entrance of Khanadendal. We wanted to see where the recycling goes after it's collected from our houses, and it goes right here, to Booty's yard, where it is sorted and either delivered to or picked up by various recycling businesses, depending on the material. But before we get started, I thought it was fitting that we ran into Kazakh as soon as we got there. He was, as he said, looking for treasure. And he is taking part in the ancient enterprise of turning trash into treasure. And he's diverting materials from the recycling stream into the repurposing stream. Greenpeace Executive Director Annie Leonard said, Recycling is what we do when we're out of options to avoid, repair, or reuse the product first. To add to that, I think recycling is often a feel-good activity that enables us to keep buying all the packaging that contains our food and drink. So, a bit about Kazakh. For those of you who don't know Kazakh, he is a repurposing wizard. He's known for transforming scrap metal into functional and beautiful art. For instance, he converts old washing machine drums into outdoor fireplaces, which can be seen at many of the eateries on the main road in Grayton. And when we walked into the yard, he was excited to tell us about one of his new creations, a more compact indoor stove made from an old gas bottle, reinforced with steel and adapted for both cooking and warming. And he was keen to sell it to us. That's nice, eh? Yeah, it's beautiful. When can we deliver? But Keith and I politely passed on the stove as we had a meeting with this man. Uh, my name is Bulelani Kegan. I'm from Eastern Cape. Eastern Cape. Okay. Yes. And how long have you been here? Yes, now I'm uh, seven years. So what is your job here? Uh, my job here is to uh, uh, recycling mark. So we also uh, uh, glass uh, make and then also uh, plastic uh, bottles. Okay. Yes, and then we press it to a market uh, bar. 
Bulalani's job is to oversee the sorting process in the yard. And during our visit, there were two people sorting through the collected recyclables. In particular, they were looking for plastics and white paper. And Bululani was just referring to the part of his job, which involves fishing out all of the plastic, or PET, PET bottles, so they can be pressed into bales. And if you visit Buti's site, you'll notice that there are several dozen bags full of sorted recyclables, mostly various plastic bottles and containers. Now, when I say bag, I'm not talking about a little black rubbish bag. I'm talking about a bag in which a full-grown cow could comfortably take a nap. Buti says that he can fit anywhere from 500 to 700 bottles in each bag, depending on the sizes of the bottles. And so how often do you get deliveries of stuff, of recyclables here? Uh, Wednesday and, and Thursday. Two days a week? Two days a week, yes. Okay. Okay, and then are there things that you that you don't end up recycling because it's just mixed in with the recyclables, like things that you sort through and say, well, we can't we can't do anything with this. Yes, yes. We just taking inside to the sack and then we just going to throw back there to the deep to the ferries. To the dump. Yes, to okay. the dump. Yes, all of this we going to to the dump and I, all of that stuff there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just go to the That's going to dump. the dump. Okay. Yes. As I mentioned in the last episode, approximately 15 to 20% of what you put in recycling goes to the dump. And because people continue to put dump-worthy items into recycling all the time, I'll take a moment here to repeat the list of what you can put into your recycling. Metal, glass, this even includes light bulbs, Cardboard, white paper, magazines, newspapers, all hard plastics, and even household batteries. And as a reminder, Buti said that he also takes small and large appliances and electronics ranging from refrigerators to radios. So then all, so I'm, yeah, I'm trying to see the organization to it. So the tin is here, metal, tin. Yes. What do you do with something like this? Like this giant, what is this? A car? The car, yes. <laughs> what they do you do with that? They are pressing the other guys there in other farm. They are come here to, they are come here to uh, make uh, a bar with it. Those, uh, okay. Like crush it. And... Yes. Amongst the tin cans, there was the lonely body of a car. And you know what they say. Life is like a recycling yard. You just never know what you're going to get. So in terms of the large metal items, he was just saying that they have someone who comes for the metal items from cans to cars, and they crush it and take it. Uh, I was trying to figure out um, the, the plastics situation because there's all different plastics, you know, yes. number one through number seven, I think, yes. and then there's even beyond that. Yes, So yes, do you recycle just like the number one the, the pet plastic yes 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 it's come to the pet yeah okay. come to the pet one so other plastic. things like like yogurt containers or um you know ice cream tubs um thing, like, things like that do those get recycled or how does how like who does one person buy all your plastic yes it's like that um you see there is a difference of plastics mm-hmm. so we just take those what I can say, like this one. Uh, so we do that milk. 
and then this is a coke okay so this is all yeah number one this is a number one number two I got the, uh, this is mixed and this is these are usually like number seven or number five okay. depending yeah we walked from giant bag to giant bag and Bululani showed us how they sort the milk bottles, which are number two, and the Coke bottles, which are number one. And as a general rule, the clear plastic bottles are PET or number one, and the more opaque bottles are HDPE or number two. All of the others are thrown into a mixed bag of plastics to be bailed separately. I wonder, uh, do you have any idea how many bottles will fit in a, in a bale? <laughs> mm, I can't say them from um, uh, I can say it's like about three quarters. Three quarters. Three quarters and then you can take another sack and okay. then Okay, yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right. Because the, the machine we have here is strong, you press it. Yes, press it. Uh, but the machine's not here. Uh, is it? Oh, it is. Oh, that's the machine. Okay, okay. Oh look, it's so small. It's a baby. I just make so, yeah. Enter the baler. It's a simple machine, really. Dark orange, about the size of a large oven. And the operation is pretty simple. Bululani says that he can compact about three quarters of the contents of one of those large sorting bags. So approximately between 400 and 600 bottles. And a baler is crucial for any recycling operation or business that has a recycling operation, seeking to save on storage space and transporting the most recyclables using the least amount of space and not to mention fuel. And as of last week, I just learned that Booty's baler is broken. So right now, he's transferring all of those recyclables loose. So as you can imagine, it's not nearly as efficient as when he has a functional baler. You and can then it press, crushes. crush it. Okay. Press. And then and then as it goes down, can you then put more bottles in and then keep crushing? Yes. Okay. Until you have a... Until you have a full bottle. Okay. And then you can make sure... How long... Is it pretty quick or how long does it take to do one bale? Mm, I can't say many this long, ma. I can't say with you not, uh, one thing. Uh, uh, the guy work with it machine uh, a day, sometimes make uh, 30. 30, 30 in a day. 30 a day. With okay. mm -hmm. And towards the end of our visit, Keith and I asked Bululani about the odd things that turn up in the yard, and he pointed to a pile near the baler. Ah, not anything. There we go. Like a book, also, a yeah. book, a book <laughs> on Australia. There's a book also we're taking. I... Yeah. What is that so funny? there with this, uh, with this stuff. It's so, not in bad shape either, right? Look at that. It's not even that old. Shame. Mm, the stories. Mm, Thank you so much for taking time to talk with us. Okay, nice. Okay. <laughs> Should I for so you, man? We'll just walk around. <laughs> okay. Okay, nice thank you. Thanks to you, man. Thank you. And so, with each book or car or pram or rusted gas bottle, we literally crush the stories behind them. But I know the stories behind most of the things that land in Bhuti's yard. They tell a story of perceived convenience, an idiom of out of sight, out of mind, but never out of this world. A tale of humans, supposedly the smartest animals on the planet. But 
we haven't yet created the global systems that follow nature's design of cycling waste back into nutrients. Instead, we're creating waste that we cannot uncreate. We can only sort, crush, bale, and send it away from our idyllic little village, where hopefully someone else will figure it out. Thanks for listening to the third episode of Recycling Realities. Check out the related links to this episode in the show notes. I've included an image of all the recycling codes and what they stand for. Also, you can see a photo of the Baylor at Booties site if you check out the Podcast Cowgirl Facebook and Instagram accounts. Please take a moment to rate the podcast on iTunes. This is a huge help for the podcast, and it only takes a moment to scroll down and click the number of stars you think it deserves. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and follow at Podcast Cowgirl on Facebook and Instagram for photos and updates. Tune in next time to see where some of our recycling goes after it leaves Booty's yard. See you next time.